President Trump gives his farewell address. The media go full Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally over Joe Biden. And President Biden's early picks don't inspire a lot of confidence. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business protected at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, the tax man is coming for you, and that means that you need to save money. In fact, maybe that was one of your New Year's resolutions was to save money in the next year. Well, let's check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That is real money every single month right back in your pocket. You don't have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of the big carriers. They're going to charge you about half. That's right. No gimmicks, no fluff added to the bills. That is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. And how about this offer? Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. If you go over on data usage, they're not going to charge you for it. So what exactly do you have to lose? You are overspending with the cell phone provider that you have right now. Instead, switch on over, grab your mobile phone, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. And when you do, you save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, say keyword Ben Shapiro. Pure Talk USA is simply smarter wireless. Again, go on over to Pure Talk USA by dialing pound 250 and saying my name, Ben Shapiro, to save 50% off your first month. And you're going to be saving hundreds of dollars a year over at Pure Talk USA. They are indeed simply smarter wireless. Okay, so today is President Trump's last day in office. He is leaving around noon today, or he left around noon today, depending on when you are listening to this. And um, and Joe Biden is slated to take office around noon Eastern time. He'll be sworn in slightly before then. That is when he is going to be giving his inauguration address. And we'll be covering that a little bit later on when he actually gives it. But first, President Trump has to leave. President Trump gave a farewell address last night. And honestly, listening to the farewell address, it makes you sad for a couple of reasons. One, what we're about to get from the Biden administration is not going to be conducive to American liberty. Now, for all the talk about the wonders of of Joe Biden, which we'll get to in just a second, and how he's going to bring the country together. The reality is the next four years are going to be a time in which many of your core liberties are encroached upon. Religious liberty will be encroached upon. Freedom of speech will be encroached upon. Freedom of association will be encroached upon. All in the name of healing and unity. That is what we can expect over the next four years. I, I hope that that is not so. As with every president, every week, in shul, in, in my synagogue, we pray for the government of the United States, including the president of the United States. We'll continue to do that for Joe Biden, obviously, because... You pray for the, the person who is who is holding the office. I just pray that Joe Biden doesn't do what his base wants him to do, which is to encroach upon those core liberties that Americans hold dear. So seeing Trump leave office, and, and in some ways he was a bulwark against a lot of those encroachments, that's sad. It's also sad to hear Trump's farewell address in the sense that you hear what could have been had he stayed on message. And this is something that, that so many of us said for years at a time, which was, Trump is giving us all this good policy, right? He's giving us the judges that we want. He's giving us the foreign policy that we want. He's giving us a booming economy. Why can't he just stay out of his own way? Why doesn't he just stay on the teleprompter? So last night he gives his farewell address and his farewell address is replete with a bunch of statements that frankly are great, right? He says a lot of things here that I wish he had just said for four years. And by the way, if he had said that for four years long, then he wouldn't be leaving the White House with this with this sort of aura of depression, Right. If, if he, had, he he probably wouldn't be leaving the White House at all if he had stopped with the extraneous nonsense that he was doing throughout his administration and had just stuck to the fact that his administration accomplished some pretty fantastic, fantastic things. Now, here is Trump in his farewell address leading off. As I conclude my term as the 45th president of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. Okay, so he still does not mention Joe Biden's name there, but obviously he is talking about the incoming Biden administration. He then continues and talks about American unity. Again, this is the message that I wish he had been pressing forward for his entire time in office. Yes, he was taking unbelievable slings and arrows, like no president in the modern history of the United States. I mean, it was way worse than what George W. Bush had to take. Yes, it is true that he was taking incoming fire from people inside the executive branch through the Russia investigation and the perversion of that investigation. All of that is true. It is also true that if he had presented an optimistic face to the American public during what was a boom time in America before COVID, it would have served him quite well. Here is Trump talking about American unity. 
We must never forget that while Americans will always have our disagreements, we are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. Okay, President Trump continued along these lines. He talked about how Americans were horrified by the assault on the Capitol building. And again, this is true. I understand that for a lot of the media, for a lot of Democrats, the idea here is that Republicans were totally fine with the assault on the Capitol building. That is not true. The attempt to lump everybody in with the Capitol rioters is being used as the pretext in order to encroach on American liberties. Here was Trump talking about the, uh, the horrible events of January 6th. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our Capitol. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. He, uh, he again, talked then about his, his movement. He talked about the movement that he had led. Uh, and it, honest to God, if you just stayed on this message, it, it's, it's a, it's, the reason I'm frustrated here is because, again, we're going to talk in a second about what's about to hit the United States in the form of the Biden administration. And a lot of people are saying, oh, return to normalcy, return to normalcy. Well, in some ways, it will be a return to normalcy, right? You're not going to get the extraordinary bloviation. You're not going to get the crazy tweets. You're not going to get the daily news cycle that revolves around something weird that went through Trump's head and then got spilled out on Twitter. That's not what you're going to get. All you're going to get, in my opinion, and this is my prediction, is consistently bad policy that violates your rights, right? That's what you're going to get. So if that's the old normal, the old normal wasn't that great. I remember the Obama years. And I remember the gaslighting the media put us through. I remember the establishment media defending everything Obama did, even as he encroached on their own liberties. Right? Obama jailed journalists. Obama was engaging in foreign wars without congressional supervision. And the media treated it like it was nothing. The media treated it like the only scandal of the Obama administration was that he once wore a tan suit. So we're going to go right back to that. We're just going to get the steady encroachment on American liberty. But we're not going to get at least the circus, right? The circus won't be in town as much. But, you know, instead, we'll get actual policy that violates your rights. We'll get actual bad stuff happening in the United States, much worse than anything that Trump did in terms of policy. Here is Trump talking about his movement. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. Okay. And um, and then he spilled out a, a series of his accomplishments. And by the way, they are real accomplishments. Right? He talked about the the income rising throughout the nation in unprecedented ways in the early years of the administration. He talked about the stock market boom. He talked about how when the nation was hit with the pandemic, Operation Warp Speed helped contribute to the development of vaccine inside of months, not years, months, nine months. And he talked about border policy, including agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras and El Salvador to keep people in those countries as they applied for asylum, as well as building wall. He talked about America's foreign policy and restoring a certain level of foreign policy leadership that was completely lacking. I mean, it was Barack Obama who suggested that America had to lead from behind, which is a contradiction in terms you may have noticed. Trump didn't do that. Trump may have gone his own way on foreign policy, but all too often, going his own way meant actual good foreign policy. And he talked about his, his policy in the Middle East, which led to historic peace agreements that never would have been possible under a Democratic administration because the Democrats believe that the only way to solve the question of peace in the Middle East is to force our only ally in the region, Israel, into concessions to terrorists. Trump overturned that agenda. And instead, he said, you know what? Israel's not going anywhere. We're recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. We're recognizing the Golan Heights as Israeli sovereign territory. And they're not going anywhere. So you may as well make peace with them if you want to fend off the Iranian threat. And it worked. It worked in extraordinary ways. Right. The Abraham Accords are a major accomplishment, a major diplomatic accomplishment that if they had occurred under any other president would have, would have undoubtedly won that president a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, but most of all, most of all, what Trump should have stood for, what was the message that he was putting out in some of his major addresses, whether it was his address in Poland with regard to Western civilization or his address at Mount Rushmore with regard to American values, right? The, the notion that America ought to be proud of its founding principles, when that leaves, okay, when, when that leaves the White House, that is going to be a tragedy for the country. Not Trump leaving the White House personally, right? Trump is just a person. But what replaces Trump, the, the incoming Biden administration, has already pledged itself 
to the vision of the 1619 Project, which is that America is a is a horrible place filled with brutality and racism, and that the only way that can be fixed is with the complete reimagining of the relationship between individuals and government. So th- this is why, if you are a conservative, you think of this as a blown opportunity. You think of all the great things that happened here in terms of policy, and then you think of this as a massive blown opportunity. And the tragedy of a blown opportunity is sometimes greater than the than the tragedy of, of inevitable fate. This was not inevitable. There was nothing here that was inevitable. It was not inevitable that Donald Trump was going to lose to a geriatric dotard. That was not, that was not a thing. Okay, Trump's, Trump's loss is going to have some pretty significant repercussions for the rest of the country. And by the way, losing those two Senate seats in Georgia, which he contributed to, is also going to have some pretty serious repercussions for the United States. When you watch him talk, as he did in his farewell address, you think, why couldn't we have had that for four years? Why couldn't we have had that? Because if he had done that for four years, then he would have done it for eight. And we can get to more of what Trump had to say in his farewell address in just one second. Then we'll get to the mainstream media just orgasming all over themselves. I mean, it really is quite disgusting. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, I've been talking about ExpressVPN on my show for months. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? You need a VPN. Do you want big tech looking over your shoulder, particularly big tech as pushed into censorship by the Democrats in Congress and the media? Do, Do you really want hackers to be able to access your private information online? You don't. This is why you need ExpressVPN. That's why I and thousands of my patriotic listeners choose to secure our online data by using ExpressVPN. Did you believe that a VPN isn't for you because you can use the internet just fine without one? Well, anytime you go online, your ISP can see every site you're visiting. If you're confused about how it works, ExpressVPN is an app for computers and smartphones that encrypts your network data, reroutes it through a secure server. That means you can use the internet more anonymously without having your activity tracked. Do you think VPNs are complex only for tech experts? They are not. Okay, I am certainly not a tech expert. You can just download it. It takes like a couple of minutes, you click a button, you are now protected. It's that easy. I trust ExpressVPN to protect my online data because they are rated number one by CNET and Wired. And they stand with my values. Now is the time for you to take a stance. Take back your privacy at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Get three extra months free on a one-year package. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Ben to get three extra months for free. Visit expressvpn.com slash Ben right now. Okay, so... President Trump, the message that he puts out in this farewell address is the one that is going to be lost amid a democratic backlash to traditional American values, which they've been pushing during the Obama years. They continue to push it hard today. The basic idea of the Democratic Party and the media is that America is an awful place founded on awful values. Yesterday, the White House had put out the 1776 report. I talked about it briefly on the show. The 1776 report was meant as a rebuttal to the 1619 Project. CNN reported, not in an opinion piece, reported that it was racist. They said that the 1776 report, which basically just said the declaration is good, the constitution is good, and identity politics is bad, was actually racist. So that is what is incoming here. Okay, Trump in his farewell address expresses the beliefs of, I think, the vast majority of the American public when he says, no, America is a wonderful place. Now, here is Trump talking about our values. He says, no nation can thrive if you lose faith in your own values. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are the very sources of our unity and our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail and triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. Okay, but unfortunately, many people have lost their belief in America. By the way, some of that applies on the right, as well as the left. But if you storm the Capitol building because you believe that America is so much on the brink that there is no future for the country unless you overthrow the democratic process, you have lost your faith in America. Okay, so if you want to believe in America, then you actually have to believe in its founding values, and that includes respect for its institutions, as well as a belief in the founding values of liberty that are encoded in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. And then Trump continued along these lines. He talked about a shared national identity, which, of course, is completely contrary to the democratic agenda, which is to divvy everybody up by race, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, and then to treat them as separate members of groups, and then to redistribute the benefits of American society by group. Here is Trump cutting against that. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share, At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here 
Could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America? It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. Okay, now that is the next frontier of the battle. It is very obvious that the left, the Democratic Party, they are insistent that the First Amendment be curbed. This is the message from the media in the aftermath of the Capitol riots, is that your First Amendment rights have to be stopped. Social media has to be used as a private entity and abused as a private entity in order to stop you from exercising your First Amendment rights. In fact, we may have to rethink the very concept of free speech in the United States, said CNN yesterday. Okay, so Trump is not wrong about all of this. The fact that, that the fomenting of untruths about the election helped to create the climate for the Capitol riots had, is going to have unforeseen effects that are just grave for the future of American liberty, for sure. And so Trump concludes on a very dissonant note, right? Because it is indeed, for conservatives, a very pessimistic time. If you are, if you are a conservative, it is hard not to be disheartened today. Not because Trump particularly is leaving the White House, although obviously if you see him as a bulwark against the encroachments of the left, that's a problem. But mainly because they look to the future and they see democratic wins on the horizon. They see the, the renewal of the democratic cultural tsunami against them that happened during the Obama years, except redoubled in strength and power. They see all the institutions of the United States run by members of the hardcore left or pliable corporate executives who are willing to do their bidding. That is what they see. So when Trump says, when he concludes that he leaves joyful and optimistic, a lot of conservatives are shaking their heads today going, "Um, I'm I'm not sure why I should be joyful and optimistic. I'm not seeing exactly what the future holds that is good here. Okay, and you know what? Hold that feeling. If you're a conservative, Hold that feeling and understand that feeling. It is not unjustified. But that is why the battle, the ideological battle, the philosophical battle is not over. It really is just beginning. Because the the very notion that one man in the White House or even a party in Congress was going to hold back the cultural tide when conservatives have abandoned that or that if you just vote a guy into power that he's going to protect all of your interests, it's an anti-American idea. Okay, and it's, it's spread throughout all sides of the American political debate. Right? It's this idea that if my man is in the White House and everything is fine and America is protected. I mean, no, you know what protects your rights? You know what protects your rights? You, your family, your local community. The thing that protects all of America is the social fabric that we build between each other and an insistence on not only our own rights, but the rights of others. So other institutions are going to have to be built in the social sphere because we are looking down the barrel of social authoritarianism not just coming from the Biden administration, but from all, again, of their institutional allies and everywhere from the university to the media to Hollywood to social media, like all aspects of the American culture, all all those guns have now been trained on conservatives and we can see it coming. So when Trump says that he's joyful and optimistic, it it just sounds dissonant. It sounds dissonant. It sounds like a, it sounds like a a seventh, an octave is, is, uh, is, you know, in in music, an octave is is non-dissonant, a seventh. Uh, is that is that weird feeling that you get when somebody is playing an A and a, and uh, and an oct- almost an octave up? Uh, they are playing uh, a note that is one below the octave, right? It's it it sounds terrible. There's actually called the devil in music. Quick music theory lesson there for you, but it sounds dissonant. It doesn't sound correct. So here is Trump talking about joy as he leaves the Oval Office and all conservatives across the land shaking their heads. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Yeah, well, on his way out the door, uh, President Trump issued a bunch of pardons. Some of them are just unjustifiable. I mean, frankly, unjustifiable. He, He pardoned Steve Bannon in the final hours of his presidency. Okay, whatever you think of Steve Bannon, and frankly, I think that Steve Bannon is a wet bag of garbage, lit aflame years ago. Uh, He's he's one of the worst people I personally know, Steve Bannon. The man was being tried for scamming Trump supporters. That's what he was being tried for. He was being tried for setting up a private funding funding effort to quote unquote build the wall. And then he allegedly was taking that money and lining his own pockets and that of his cronies. Okay, and Trump pardoned him on the way out the door. That's that's an that's an ugly, ugly thing to do. Okay, well, the big story is not what Trump does as he leaves. The big story is what comes next, because how are we going to fight back against all of this? Well, the first thing, obviously, that we have to fight is the overwhelming power 
of the media. So Trump for four long years was battling with the media. And it was the, the area of his administration uh, that was the most unlike other administrations. It was also the area a lot of conservatives resonated most too, because it was perfectly obvious that the media are just a propaganda arm for the Democratic Party. And they are back in business, baby, for them. It, they, I mean, you can see them. They're tweeting each other as though they are graduating high school. They're tweeting each other as though they're signing each other's yearbooks. Like, oh my God, we made it, guys. It was so hard. Just like the obnoxious 17-year-olds. It was so hard. We had to take, we had to take like pre-calculus together, man. Remember that time when we had to, when we had to do a test? That's how the media are tweeting each other, except they're patting their themselves on the back for their actual heroism under fire. And then they're like, okay, well, I guess we can go back to sleep. It's, it's exciting stuff. I mean, really exciting stuff. The establishment media massage parlor and journalisming outlet uh, is back in session. So Jim Acosta, uh, who is not a reporter, he's an activist who made a name off the fact that he yelled at Trump a lot in the uh, White House press room. He, he tweeted out just a couple of guys covering the White House on the last full day of the Trump administration. Think we will finally have time for that drink now, Peter Alexander. Guys, we're graduating high school. Hope you had a good one. I mean, th that really is what this is. And then he like circles his picture 10 times. And he writes like a little, a little pink heart above his picture. Say, I love you. I'll see you later. And then you never talk to him again. Right, That's, that, is the, that is the Jim Acosta journalisming that we have become accustomed to. And, and the amount of just sycophantic worship that is now in play for Biden, it's astonishing. Okay, so I sort of get it with Obama. I do. Right, like Obama was the first black president of the United States. It was a historic moment. There was this idea that we were all going to move beyond the greatest conflict in American history, the racial conflict that has riven American history. We were going to finally come together as one because we had the first black president and the media were just like, you know what? We're not doing journalism for the next eight years. Guys, let's party and go on vacation. We are just going to ignore everything that is happening because this guy is so historic. Okay, this time, the person that they have decided to worshipfully praise, the person for whom they are Jeffrey Tubening, is a 78-year-old senile old corrupt politician from Delaware. That is the person for whom they are doing this. Right, so we can dispense with the myth that the media were only doing it for Obama. They will do it for any Democrat. Any Democrat who takes office and is powerful is now considered worthy of the, of the same treatment the New England Patriots owner received at the Flower Garden Massage Parlor from the media. The media, they're, they're, honest to God, they're such whores. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the whorishness of the media because again, here's the thing. If you are on the left and you're really happy today, Totally understandable you're on the left. If you proclaim that you're an objective journalist, that you are just a massage parlor, and in fact, you're performing prostitution out of the back, it's a little bit different. Hey, I'm conservative. That means that I get to be upset when a Democrat takes office, and I will be happy if a Republican takes office. And I try to be above simple Republican Democrat and actually go to conservative principle, right? I'm pretty obvious about what I do. I'm pretty obvious about who I am. But seeing Jim Acosta treating this thing like, well, guys, we finally did it. Yeah, I know you finally did it. Glad to see that you finally accomplished what you had sought all along, which was to make sure that a Democrat gets elected in the next election. Right, that is exact. Okay, so I'm going to show you the media shift because the media flipped. Boom, they went from the country is aflame, all will die, hellfire, I'm here for your story. Like putting on a Holocaust cloak from Princess Bride, getting rolled forward like Andre the Giant, warning everybody that we're all going to die, right? And then they flip on a dime and suddenly it's My Little Ponies. Suddenly, it's Rainbow Sparkle. Yes, my daughter watches My Little Ponies. And it's, and it's, it's Applejack, right? Running through the meadows. That The flip in time is astonishing, and it is perfectly clarifying as far as who these people are. And the answer is, they are just activists. They are just activists. And here's the thing. If you want to be an activist, be an activist. If you want to be a journalist and pretend to be objective, don't be a whore. Okay, we're going to get to this in just one second. First, let us talk about defending your rights and defending yourself and your family. When the founders wrote the Constitution, the first thing they did was make sacred the rights of the individual to share their ideas without limitation by their government. The second thing they did was secure the rights of individuals to protect that speech and their lives with force if necessary. Owning a rifle is a heavy responsibility and building rifles is no different. Bravo Company Manufacturing, BCM for short, builds a professional grade product built to combat standards. This is because BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American regardless of whether they're a private citizen or a professional. And the people at BCM assume when a rifle leaves their shop, it will be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement officer, or a soldier overseas. I personally take gun ownership incredibly seriously, abide by the law, know what you are doing, train with your guns, know how to use them in case, God forbid, you needed to use it to protect your life. And the people at BCM feel the exact same way. They make incredible, incredible products. 
To learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com. You can discover more about their products, special offers, upcoming news. That is bravocompanymfg.com. Now, by the way, would be a good time if you have not invested in a rifle. Do it before Joe Biden prevents you from being able to do it. If you need more convincing, find out even more about BCM and the awesome people who make their products at youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. That is bravocompanymfg.com. Okay, so, I mean, the, the horishness of the media knows no bounds. It is astonishing. I'm just going to read you a series of headlines. These headlines uh, have been threaded over Twitter by David Harsanyi, who writes for National Review and New York Post. It is, these are pretty amazing. Okay, here we go. You ready? This one, uh, gotta love this one. All the times Joe Biden's love for ice cream melted our hearts. How about this one from CNN Politics? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris drop a playlist for your inauguration watch party. And then there was that Vogue cover. Remember, there was a Vogue cover of Kamala Harris and there was an entire debate in the media over whether it was too disrespectful of Kamala Harris. Because I remember those sorts of debates over Donald Trump. Were the, uh, were the covers of Donald Trump as like a pin cushion? Were those respectful? But we get Kamala Harris in this kind of weird pose standing in front of a pink curtain wearing her converse. And this is considered disrespectful, even though it literally says on the cover of Vogue, by the people, for the people, the United States of fashion. Madam Vice President Kamala Harris and the new America journalisming up the wazoo. Then we had, of course, Jane Pauley. Remember sitting down with Kamala Harris and um, and looking all weird because she had to mirror the awkward pathological laughter that uh, Kamala Harris spews from her face every time she, uh, she says something weird. Okay, the Washington Post headline today. Most people know her as Jill Biden, but to some, she is Dr. B, the compassionate and challenging educator who went the extra mile. Wow. Wow. Incredible. By the way, Stephen Colbert, yeah, last night, cut an entire music video about how Melania Trump is the worst person in the world. She didn't do anything. She was just there for four years, but she's the worst. Michelle Obama, the greatest. Hillary Clinton, the greatest. Melania, just horrifying, horrifying. Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post, quote, Get ready for reality-grounded White House press briefings. Yes, yes, I remember all those reality-grounded White House press briefings where Jay Carney and Jen Psaki just lied consistently to you and Robert Gibbs. They just lied over and over and over to you. But you guys didn't care because you were too busy performing unspeakable acts upon the administration. Um, also, um, this is one of my favorites. Lauren Wolf is an editor at The New York Times. She deleted this tweet. Okay, she deleted this tweet because it was even too awkward for her. She tweeted out a picture of of President-elect Biden arriving at Joint Base Andrews. And then above it, she wrote, Biden landing at at Joint Base Andrews now. I have chills. Ooh, ooh, wow. I'll have what she's having. Exciting stuff. The Washington Post, in fashion, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris display their common ground. Amazing. I have a journalist named Shimon Prokopex. Let the healing begin. We have needed this, needed a senile old man running the government and encroaching upon our fundamental right. We needed it. It Just solid stuff. James Homan, another journalist, he's the healer in chief. The healer in chief, that's his job. Don't you understand? He's like a shamanistic healer who can heal him. He lays on hands and America is healed. The very moment that Joe Biden takes office, all of our all of our wounds are bound. All of the negativity and toxicity of our politics is ended. Also, we're going to need some of your First Amendment. Just a little bit of it. Like just, just the part where you say you don't agree. We're going to need that part. Over at Politico, Biden is about to give the most important inaugural speech since Lincoln. Is he, though, since Lincoln? Okay, well, I hope that he can stumble. I hope he can stumble his way through it without Trump and I'm sure for sure. That'll be that'll be exciting. The flip in time is pretty amazing. David Chalian over at CNN, I think this may be the best clip. So this is CNN last night. And the guy can't control himself. He just cannot control himself. So they show this uh, on screen, some video from the National Mall. Okay, and it shows the, from the Washington Mall. And it shows the, uh, the, they've planted several hundred thousand flags out there to signify the deaths from COVID uh, because obviously they can't have lots of people on the, on the mall right now for both safety reasons and also because we are in the middle of a pandemic still. And they, they, they're shining these bright lights up into the sky. Uh, and it's very dramatic, right? It's very dramatic footage. And David Chalian cannot help himself. He can't help himself. He goes to work. And here he is working both himself and the Biden administration. Those lights that are, that are 
just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, I look, it's like almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. And contrast that with that video you just saw of a disgraced president on his way out at his lowest point uh, in his presidency. Wow. I mean, it's like he's like he's giving us a big hug and then awkwardly stroking our hair and sniffing us. It's just like that. Like it's, it's like lights shooting out. That wasn't the only thing shooting out in this particular clip. Amazing. Amazing stuff. David Chandler, like arms, embraces. I don't want the government embracing me. Okay. The government should stay far away from me. So last night I had some dinner with some folks and, and a friend was talking about how he really likes the pomp and circumstance of inaugurations, no matter who's being inaugurated. And I, I said, I agree that the exiting president should go to the inauguration. Okay. Trump should go to Biden's inauguration. Obama did it for Trump. Didn't matter that they hated each other. Right? That is a thing that should happen because it does signify the peaceful transfer of power. It is wrong for Trump not to do that. However, I generally hate pomp and circumstance with regard to the presidency. Despise it. I despise it because it is monarchic and it is ridiculous. I hate it with regard to the State of the Union. I've been perfectly consistent on this for years and years and years. I think that the president is basically a plumber. I think they should swear him in in the back of a car and then he should go do some plumbing. Right? I, I don't think he's an important person. I don't think that the presidency of the United States should be treated as though he is an emperor, a god emperor on earth, embracing us with his arms. Okay? That sort of idolatrous crap is bad for the country. But the media love it. They are into it. And again, they can't help themselves today. They, honestly, what's, I think what's most galling to conservatives is not even Biden taking office. It's the fact that we are now guaranteed four years of gaslighting where the objective journalists decide that journalism consists mostly of, of performing favors uh, of an unspeakable type on the Biden administration and, and, and then declaring themselves objective in all of their facets. But after four years of reporting every sniff of a rumor unsourced or sourced inside the Trump administration, we'll go back to the good old days of talking about how wonderful Barack Obama's fashion sense is and how he could have played in the NBA or something. Right? It'll, it'll be really, really exciting stuff. Okay, we're going to get to more of the media's worship of Biden. And then we'll get to what exactly Biden is planning because it's not good for the country, guys. It ain't good. Again, I'm praying for the incoming administration just as I prayed for the Trump administration. We literally do that every Sabbath in my synagogue. That doesn't mean I expect that he's going to do good things. In fact, I expect he's going to do things that are deeply damaging to core American liberties. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the timepiece that you wear. So perhaps you're counting the hours of this administration. Perhaps you need a watch to help you count those hours as they tick away. Well, if you need a watch, it's going to work and it's also going to look good. What you really need is a Vincero. You're not going to spend a fortune on a Vincero watch. Vincero is dedicated to the craft. They put the time and effort into crafting timepieces so you can wear them day after day. Right here. Look at this. This is a really nice timepiece from Vincero and it is not going to cost you a fortune. I've been working with Vincero for a couple of years now. They become one of my favorite brands. The guys know just how important it is to look and feel your best and they are here to help keep you motivated throughout 2021. If you're looking to upgrade your look, don't waste money on any other watch brand out there. Instead, head on over to VinceroWatches.com slash Shapiro. Check out my favorite picks. Take advantage of my special discount while you shop. It's important to shop right now. We've got a brand new limited edition release for the new year. That's going to sell out really fast. Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping. They get it. That's why they're going to make it super easy for you. With the new year, they are now offering a five-year warranty and a 365-day return policy. Some of the best promises in the business they have over 26,000 five-star views. They make a great gift. I've gotten Vincero watches from many members of my family. Most importantly, it supports the show when you purchase from Vincero. So go shop there right now. V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com slash Shapiro. Again, that's Vincero watches. V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com slash Shapiro. Go to that link, pick out your favorite watch, get a great discount right now. Alrighty, so before we get to the rest of the media who just cannot help themselves, and again, they're moving along two lines. One is Joe Biden is the greatest thing that has ever happened in the history of the United States, which is insane. And second is it's time for revenge. Right? We all know where this is going. And then we'll get to actually what Biden is planning. Before we get to any of that, last Thursday was a big day for the Daily Wire because we are going to fight in the culture. Okay, And the way we're going to fight in the culture is we're going to get competitive in the culture. We're not just going to tear down the culture made by the left. We are going to make our own culture. We have made our first feature film, Run, Hide, Fight. It is an excellent movie. It's got like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes from viewers and like 22% from critics, which is exactly what you would predict. We make stuff you love and the critics hate. If you missed it, head on over to Daily Wire where you can stream Run, Hide, Fight on demand from our website, mobile or streaming apps on Apple TV and Roku. 
If you're not a member yet, use promo code RHF to get 25% off. That is RHF for 25% off. Please be aware, the film isn't political. It is intense. It is for mature audiences only. So it's not for the kiddos. It stars Isabel May, Thomas Jane, and Rada Mitchell. Run, Hide, Fight follows Zoe Hull, who's a 17-year-old girl who's just trying to get through the last few weeks of high school. And then she finds herself in the middle of a school shooting while also trying to navigate the recent death of her mother. It's a great movie. Okay, and by the way, if you saw the movie and you liked it, leave a review over at Rotten Tomatoes. Leave a review anywhere else because we need to fight back in the culture. We're excited to bring you great stories that are going to not spit on your values. Right now, you get 25% off at dailywire.com to become a member when you use promo code RHF for Run, Hide, Fight. Go watch the movie today. Get a membership in order to do so. Dailywire.com. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Okay, so now we're going to get the godlike worship of Joe Biden. Again, a senile dotard who can barely hold it together. They're going to treat him the exact same way they treated Obama, which explains that it really was never about Obama. It was just about the media, who are all Democratic voters, like almost universally Democratic voters who not only hate Trump, but hate Republicans more generally. The Washington Post editorial board, democracy dies in darkness, gang. Literally, their words in their, first words in their editorial today is, well, we made it. I mean, you made it. Was there any threat to shut down the Washington Post? You made it. Oh my God. They're like, just by the skin of our teeth, we made it. Some 1,461 days after Donald Trump took office as president, he must leave it, having been defeated for re-election last November 3rd by Joseph R. Biden, who will be sworn in as the 46th president at noon on Wednesday. This is a momentous occasion. Oh my God. Okay, so that is the Washington Post. Journalisming all over the place. Oh, also, it was very important uh, we now have a report from the New York Times. This is breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Here's the breaking news. The breaking news is that Joe and Jill Biden have morning negotiations over who rides the Peloton bike first. Holy shit. Unreal. Oh, they've broken the story. Amazing. How is that possible? According to Cheryl Gay Stolberg reporting for the New York Times, Biden has a Peloton bike. That raises issues at the White House. It doesn't exactly comport with his regular Joe from Scranton persona, but beyond the politics of it, the bike could present cybersecurity risks. Wow. Wow. And again, he and Joe Biden, they have to negotiate. See, this just shows he's a real diplomat, right? He has to negotiate with his wife over the Peloton. By the way, if Trump had ever bought Melania a Peloton, it would be what a sexist he is for buying his wife a Peloton, right? That's the way that works. Also, if that was not enough for you, the style section of the Washington Post has a fascinating article on Doug Emhoff, Kamala Harris's husband. Wow, can't wait to hear about Doug Emhoff, who I hadn't heard of until five seconds ago. A truly important figure in American politics who's never been elected to anything and happens to be married to Kamala Harris. I remember when we had all of those, those absolutely sycophantic pieces about Mike Pence's wife. Remember that? Yeah, no, you don't? Oh yeah, that's right, because they didn't exist. So all of this is very, very exciting stuff. Eddie Gloud from MSNBC puts the final cap on this. He compares Joe Biden to God. I mean, he literally paraphrases the Psalms from the Bible to describe Joseph R. Biden, a corrupt old politician who has been in politics since he was 29 years old at the federal level. Here is Eddie Gloud, literally comparing Joe Biden, of all human beings, to God. Just listening to the words and the song and seeing the lights, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President Harris pulled the grief and regret out of the privacy of our hearts, if just for a moment, so that we all could share it. Oh, what a first step. What a beautiful step. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm reminded of the psalmist. You know, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. My God. Hey, so um, the, four years of this, guys. Four years. This is why you should come subscribe at Daily Wire, because at least we are going to cover that. Uh, like, there will be things happening, and we will cover them at Daily Wire. But you can guarantee... And in the mainstream establishment media, basically, it's just going to be why Republicans keep pouncing. Why do they keep pouncing? Pounce, pounce, pounce. Every time Biden does something truly crappy, it'll be, wow, look at those Republicans pouncing and spoiling all the unity. There was unity, guys. And the unity meant shut the hell up. Speaking of which, I mean, they're, they're pretty clear about this. So Eddie Gloud, right? He wants to bind up the nation's wounds, right? That same guy who was a second ago talking about binding the nation's wounds and healing the rift. And then he's like, you know what? There are 400,000 dead people because of the Trump supporters. A thing he actually said on MSNBC, same day, yesterday. Yes, I trust our members of the media 
to, to truly take seriously the concerns of all Americans. They just want to bind up our wounds by calling you a person responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths. Here is, here is Eddie Gloud. It's easy for us to place all of the blame on Donald Trump. He makes it easy for us. You know, he does. Uh, but there were 75, 74 plus million people who voted for him. Selfishness, greed, you know, they run rampant across the land. Uh, that, that sounds like some, some real wound binding right there, right there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably what the psalmist was talking about. It was, it was about like binding up the nation's wounds by calling all the people who disagree with you uh, selfish and greedy and responsible. In order to understand what he's saying, you have to see the picture, which is a picture of all of these flags on the mall uh, that are supposed to represent the 400,000 COVID deaths. So you're responsible for that if you voted for Trump. Exciting, exciting stuff. Also, it'll be wonderful to hear the history of this period written by political grifters like Steve Schmidt, and the guy who used to be part of the McCain campaign and then decided that he'd be part of the Lincoln Project. He's going to write the history, he says, on MSNBC. The winners write history, and they're the losers. The shame of the people around Trump who have participated in the shaping of the great American catastrophe over the last four years will be held to account. Will be held to account by the judgment of history, by the judgment of decent Americans. They'll be held to account by corporate America as they look for jobs, by corporate America as they seek donations. They will not write their history. We will write their history. And their shame will last forever. Their shame will last forever, says Steve Schmidt. By the way, uh, just a quick note, one of the co-founders of the Lincoln Project uh, just dropped out because it turns out that he was uh, DMing young men for um, sexual purposes. So yeah, their shame, will, but our shame is going to last forever. Everybody, everybody who supported any element of the Trump agenda, the shame will last. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, not only do blinds enhance the aesthetic appeal of your home, they also offer practical benefits. By effectively blocking out harmful UV rays, they help protect your furniture and flooring from fading, ensuring your interiors retain their beauty for years to come. Their insulating properties help regulate the temperature inside your home, keeping it comfortable year-round while potentially reducing your energy bills. With over 40,000 five-star reviews, Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You can measure and install them yourself or have Blinds.com send local professionals to take care of the installation for you. There's no showroom, no retail markets, no matter how many order installation is just one low cost. And if you don't have an eye for design, Blinds.com experts are always available to help choose the style and color right for you. Everything they sell is covered by their perfect fit and 100% satisfaction guarantee. With hundreds of styles and colors to choose from, Blinds.com is sure to have the perfect treatments for your windows. Shop Blinds.com's anniversary sale right now through March 13th for up to 50% off. Again, save up to 50% off for limited time at blinds.com. And when you check out, don't forget to tell them you heard about them at the Ben Shapiro Show. Rules and restrictions may apply forever. Okay, so this brings us to what they will be covering for. Isn't this exciting? So what exactly will they be covering for? Your entire establishment media who have decided that the age of light has reached us. What will they be covering for? A bunch of truly unbelievably bad policy. That is what they will be covering for. And it begins today. Are you excited? Here we go. Because you know what? They got rid of the bad orange man who's really bad in orange. And also... Even if he is really bad and authoritarian in his sort of intent, we got rid of all of the conservative policy. So now we can finally untrammeled move forward toward a more racially polarized and more woke society that dispenses with these little things like your rights, right? We can move toward that at full speed ahead. It is so exciting. It is so exciting. According to Felix Salmon over at Axios, led by incoming Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the economic policy team has signaled it will be the first administration ever to construct economic policy around issues like race, gender equality, and climate change, rather than traditional indicators like gross domestic product or deficit ratios. Amazing. I'm so excited about this, guys. The Treasury Department, the economy of the United States will not be constructed around what provides the most prosperity to the most people. Instead, it will be, it will be designed around notions that America is systemically racist and unjust, and we can just redistribute and regulate the economy so as to achieve equal outcome without any worry about what the inputs to the economy are. Isn't that super exciting? We can divide each other by race and then by sex and like sexual orientation and everything, and then it can reorient the entire economic policy of the United States in order to meet pre-examined quotas with regard to each one of those groups. All we have to do is violate some of your economic and free association and liberty rights. That's all we have to do. Like, just a little thing. That's all we have to do. And the media is there for it, man. They are so excited about all of this. Super exciting stuff. That is according to Axios today. Also, Biden has now announced 
the 17 executive actions he's going to sign this afternoon in the Oval Office. Yay! So what are some of these magical, magical things that he is going to be doing? So number one, he's going to, this is literally number one. He's going to stop the border wall construction. Okay, first of all, if that was like your top, like that's purely symbolic, of course, right? Because the reality is having a border wall kind of a good thing. But he's like, you stop that right now. We have to spend trillions of dollars on redistributive purposes. We can't be spending some money on like a wall to stop people from coming across the border illegally. Stop that right now. Now, if that had not been Trump's top priority, would he be doing that? Of course not. He's going to quote, end the Muslim travel ban. There is no Muslim travel ban. It does not exist. There's a travel ban against a variety of countries, which includes some Muslim countries and some non-Muslim countries. Okay, he's going to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. Woo-hoo-hoo. Wow, so that Paris Climate Agreement, which achieves nothing, zero things does it achieve. It is a completely symbolic act that is designed in order to cudgel political opponents into silence. That is what the Paris Climate Accord does. The vast majority of countries that have signed on to the Paris Climate Accords are not even attempting to meet their quotas. The United States has no plan in order to achieve what Joe Biden wants it to achieve. And even if the United States were to meet its quotas under the Paris Climate Accords, it would not lower the global temp- uh, temperature over the course of the next century more than a minute degree. These are all well-established realities. But we're joining the Paris Climate Accords. Good stuff, guys. Also, we're going to end the Keystone XL pipeline and revoke oil and gas development at National Wildlife Monuments. So that's good news. We're going to make ourselves more dependent on foreign oil again. So that's that's excellent. Also, we're going to count you non-citizens in the U.S. Census. Okay, so one of the things that Trump had pushed was we're not going to count illegal immigrants in the U.S. Census because we use the U.S. Census for apportionment purposes and we should not apportion congressional seats based on how many people who literally should not be in the country are in particular areas. And Biden's like, no, you know what? I know where all those people live and they tend to live in blue areas and we need more congressional seats appointed, apportioned for those particular areas. We're rejoining the WHO. That's exciting. So we left the WHO because the WHO is a crap sandwich of an organization that basically is a propaganda outlet for the Chinese. But we're rejoining it because Trump left it. That's literally the only reason to rejoin it. Also, he's starting the 100 days masking challenge. Ooh, do we get like those physical fitness badges? Like I remember when I was in elementary school, And if you basically didn't keel over in fourth grade, then they gave you like a presidential physical fitness award. It was super exciting. And it went directly in the garbage because it meant nothing. So we're going to have the 100 day masking challenge because you know what? People aren't masking except for, you know, the 80 plus percentage of people who say they're masking in the United States. So, yep, um, that'll be good. He's going to push pause on student loan payments until September 30th. He's going to defend the Dreamers program for undocumented young Americans. So he's going to continue to do the unconstitutional thing of just declining to prosecute people as he ought under the law. He's going to change Trump's arrest priorities for immigration and customs enforcement. He is going to restructure the federal government coordination to the COVID-19 pandemic, but he doesn't explain how. And here we go. This is the best part. You ready? Actions to advance racial equity through the federal government. So welcome back to critical race theory, gang. Because remember, Trump said no critical race theory in the federal government. We're not going to do any of those things. And Biden's like, nope, we're putting all that back in. So you get to learn about how whiteness dominates America's systems of power and how you are responsible. You are a white person. And it doesn't matter if you're a black person who agreed in any element with Trump. This means that you are also white. You're a multiracial white person. Very exciting stuff. He's going to revoke Trump's quote unquote harmful 1776 commission. So instead, he's just going to reflect the 1619 bullcrap promoted by the New York Times. America's evil. America's terrible. All this is in the name of healing, guys. Do you feel the healing? Can you feel the warmth? Can you feel it? So much healing happening right now. He's going to strengthen, quote, workplace discrimination protections based on sexual orientation and gender identity, which effectively means that the federal government is now going to be telling you that if you are a waiter at a, if you are a waitress at a Hooters and you decide that you're a man tomorrow, you should remain a waitress at the Hooters. So that's, that's exciting stuff. Also, we are going to be freezing all last minute Trump administration regulatory actions, and they're going to formulate executive branch ethics doctrines because that's always worked. Uh, usually when, when members of the government, including the Trump administration, formulate ethics doctrines, they then follow through with them by, you know, completely ignoring them. So all of this is exciting stuff. Among the people who Biden will be appointing, also some of the best and the brightest. So for example, Joe Biden has now selected as assistant health secretary, Rachel Levine, the only important thing about this human being is that this person is transgender. That's li- according to the Washington Post headline, this is true. Here is the Washington Post headline. Now, you might think to yourself, as assistant health secretary, wouldn't you want like the accomplishment in the title? Like, what did this person do to become assistant health secretary? Here's the title. Biden selects transgender doctor Rachel Levine as assistant health secretary. 
Well, I mean, I know that when I go to the doctor, the first thing I need is a person who believes they're a member of the wrong sex. That's, that's the first thing I look for. Rachel Levine, by the way, is a human being who shipped COVID positive patients back into nursing homes as the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Pennsylvania, and then took this person's mother out of the nursing homes in order so that that person would not be infected and die. So that might be like the headline, right? And if the media were doing their job, that would be like the top of the story, right? You know that if Trump had appointed this person, that would be the top of the story. But because this person checks the intersectional box, well, magic. So here's the case on Rachel Levine. Cons, killed a bunch of people in nursing homes by shipping COVID-positive patients back into the nursing homes. Pros, is a man who believes he is a woman. Strong case being made here. Huge, huge stuff. So listen, I understand all the people who are ready for the circus to end. I understand all the people who are like, you know what? This last four years was crazy and wild and feels like a fever dream. I get it. Just understand that all of your peace and healing and unity, in reality, it comes along with a bunch of really, really bad policy that is actually going to affect how you live in the United States on a daily basis, not just what irritating things people tweet about on Twitter. All righty, we'll be back here later today with one additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Moles Show. Michael is back on air after the recent birth of his brand new baby boy. Although, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know how Michael knows that that is a brand new baby boy. That child has not decided his gender and will not do so for the next 18 years. Michael will be talking about some of the good things coming from Mitt Romney in the confirmation hearings yesterday. Be sure to catch up with him with today's episode, which is available right this very instant. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Colton Haas. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Production manager, Pavel Wydowski. Our associate producers are Rebecca Doyle and Savannah Dominguez. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright 2021. President Trump leaves office. Joe Biden looks to give amnesty to 11 million illegal aliens. And Joe Biden's nominations to key posts are nuttier than a fruitcake. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 